It's the 9th of August 2022. And just before we chanted a special verse, that of Ita Pachiyata, the meaning of this being specific conditionality, that with this as a condition that arises. So when we cultivate the four foundations of mindfulness, uh, there's the foundation of the Dhamma. And Dhamma Nupasana Satipatthana, this is for people who have a lot of wisdom, who can contemplate into the Dhamma like this. So for the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, on the night of his awakening, he contemplated into the Dhamma about this uh, specific conditionality, with this as a cause that arises. And with ignorance as a cause, there is sankhara, its formations. With sankhara as a cause, there's vijnana, consciousness. With vijnana as a cause, there's the arising of nama rupa, of name and form. With nama rupa as a cause, there's the arising of the six sense media. And with that as a cause, there's the arising of pasa, as contact. With contact as a cause, there is vedana, feeling. When there's vedana, then there will be craving, and then clinging, becoming, and birth. And with birth, there's old age, sickness, and death, and sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. So when we have uh, birth, and there is this sadness and sorrow, grief, despair, that in turn becomes a cause uh, for birth and then for becoming. When there's becoming, uh, then that is the cause for craving and then clinging, and then this goes all the way back to avicca, this ignorance. So the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, he contemplated into this back and forth, back and forth, till he saw clearly into this process of specific conditionality. And so he saw that what exactly was there, and that there wasn't any self there. And through that insight, he awakened attained to being the perfectly self-awakened Buddha through his very sharp wisdom, and he was able to completely destroy the defilements. So for us to contemplate into this Dharma and see it clearly, we need samadhi that has a lot of energy and great wisdom. But if we're going to look at, sim- going to look at it simply, <clears throat> then we look at the mind when it has attachment. And wherever there is attachment, suffering will arise right there. If we're attached to anything, then that would be a cause for suffering to arise. So we need to be looking after our minds, following up on them, looking at where it is that our minds are attached, and seeing how that will just be the cause of suffering for us.
So as practitioners, we need effort and we need to persist in this. And it's not that when we start out in the practice, we don't want any suffering then. We just want to get good things. Because if that's what we wish for, then that wish itself will be a cause for suffering. Because we need to see how the defilements are still there conditioning the heart. They're still there within the heart. So we must study, we must put in our efforts, we must persist to do this a lot, develop it a lot. And initially we look after our minds, keeping track of them, caring for them, asking ourselves whether our minds are delighting in anything, whether there's any attachment there. Is there suffering? And if there is, what's that due to? It's because we attach to this body, so therefore we need to contemplate this body. Why do I take it to be me? I don't want to get old. I don't want this body to experience any pain. I don't want it to change. But this body, it's not under my control. So why do I deludedly believe that it's me, that it belongs to me? And what is this me? Am I the body or am I the mind? But through delusion that we attach to the body as being me and the mind as being me, and so suffering arises. And then when we're separated from things, then suffering arises again. So when there's birth, we just meet with suffering. But there's also that which people call happiness, but really that's just a reduction of dukkha. And so people say that that's happiness, but it's not a genuine happiness. If we can give rise to samadhi, there's some happiness there that has great value to it then there's the happiness that comes from a mind which lets go, the spaciousness and the relief of that, and seeing all things as being empty. So looking at this body that we attach to, and if we can separate that out, then we see that there's no I, there's no me there. And this breath, it's not me. The liquids in the body, the blood, the lymph, the saliva, the urine, that's just water element, and that's not me. And the fire there, it's no different from the heat outside of the body, that's not me. The in-breath, the out-breath, it's just the air element, that's not me. So where then am I? This body is just a heap of elements. So we take a peaceful mind to contemplate this body, seeing it as being a heap of earth, water, fire and air, separating these out until they dissolve. And then we see that they're not there anymore, that there's no me there. When the breath runs out in this body, then they take this body and they burn it. And after that, there's nothing left. So what this shows us is that we just temporarily reside here. The mind depends on this body, but only temporarily. 
It's the delusion there that causes us to attach to the body. But for those who have knowledge, who are intelligent, uh, they'll take this body to create goodness. And for those with delusion, then they'll take the body and use it to perform bad karma. And this then becomes the causes and conditions to meet with bad things in the future. So may we all contemplate like this. And in doing so, then a heart that is dismayed will arise. And how we give everything we have to gaining things, to trying to own things, to being things, but in the end, we don't get anything. And if we have a lot of delusion, then not only will we not gain anything, but we'll lose as well. So once we've gotten these bodies, we should use them to train our minds, to understand clearly into not-self. So we put in our efforts in this way, but in the beginning we need to rely upon our forbearance. When we meditate, we forbear. When we listen to the Dharma, we forbear. When we do walking meditation, we bring up forbearance with all of the feelings, with all of the moods that come up. When we do our worldly work, then we try to create goodness, knowing that by doing that we'll get back goodness. And maybe we don't get so much of other things, we don't get much status, but what we will get is goodness. And if we wish for more than that, if we wish to get status or position, then perhaps we won't get that, and then suffering will arise. So we should have mindfulness, and just try to do and say good things. And if we do that, then what we'll get in return is goodness. So we try to commit good deeds through our body, speech, and mind. And if we see the Dhamma, we realize how incredible that is, that the mind goes into Lokuttara, it abides above the world. It goes uh, above suffering and beyond happiness, above birth and beyond death, above causes and beyond results. We see that no one's able to escape death. Even the Buddha still passed into total nibbana. But his goodness is still here. So therefore, for us, the goodness that we create, the merit that we create, that stays. So we should try to bring up this goodness, try to build that up. We also need to practice the Dhamma, to cultivate generosity and virtue, to chant, to meditate. It's like chanting it to be so 108 times. We put our efforts into that. And when we're chanting, we should have mindfulness, bringing about a peaceful heart. So that this Buddha, the Buddha, really arises, 
the one who knows, the awakened one, the joyful one. So when we gain knowledge, then that mind of awakening appears. We awaken from delusion. So it's like people who are sleeping, they don't know anything, they're not aware of anything. But for those who are awake, then they do know. So when the heart is deluded, then it's sleeping, and it's unaware. And it sees all things as being me, even though they're not self. It sees things as uh, being permanent, even though they're changing. It sees things as being happiness, even though they're dukkha. But if knowledge arises, then we see this is a heap of dukkha. There's just, there's dukkha awaiting us in the future. So like these bodies, maybe 10 years ago, they were quite strong. But this year, they're different, they've changed. And in the next 10 years, then probably many things will happen to them. For the most part, children's bodies are very strong. In middle age, they're still strong. But that's not always the case. And people aren't equal in this regard either. The old age, sickness and death they undergo. Some people die as children, some people die in mid-age. So we shouldn't be heedless, but set our hearts on contemplating, seeing clearly into the nature of these bodies, bringing about knowledge into not-self. And this will be the cause for us to be freed from suffering. So we chanted the verses on dependent origination. So may we all try to abandon our clinging so that we're able to put that down. And when we see into not-self, then we'll be able to abandon all of the clinging so that no suffering can arise. So may you set your hearts on this.